0: Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
1: Radio. The real question isn't, does Russell Wilson play for Seattle next year? It's, does Russell Wilson play for Seattle in an environment that can win a Super Bowl? Meaning, yeah, you could just give the player anything he wants always, and he probably won't leave. But are you winning any Super Bowls that way? So, do you feel like Seattle was unnecessarily... Uh, escalating or do you feel like it was reasonable uh,
0: no I, I I was okay with it just from the sense that Russell Wilson took the first shot here he decided to go public with this stuff and and really the essence of the athletic article is Russell Wilson you know wanted more control before a game this past season they said no and he stormed out of the office and one of the other quotes that was attributed in the article from the athletic is them saying you know long story story short, Russell's now being held accountable. And this is a PR move by Russell Wilson. And now he's trying to save face. So I think Seattle was Mm. really upset about him making the rounds, calling out the organization and his team. And they said, "Okay, well, then here's our response to it. And now with Russell Wilson's latest response, I think this goes one of two ways. They get together and they have a conversation about this and figure out a way to coexist. Or I think Russell Wilson's going to get dealt.
1: Now, the odds are saying there hasn't really been an upgrade in the likelihood of him being dealt from yesterday. Now, remember, yesterday was a big increase in the odds, where it was kind of like most people I knew were 98-2, kind of he stays 98%, and it went to 80% that he stays. That was the big jump. And we had talked about it, I think, even... Uh, early that day is the idea of, boy, it seems like this has gone from posturing, just typical kind of posturing, maybe it was about financial, a little bit more money, to like, uh uh-oh, there's a real conflict here. Seattle is making, I think, an undebatable case in the following way. There's a finite amount of money a team gets to spend on its roster. That's the salary cap. Now, you can push it down. You can kick the can down the road. But like we're seeing with Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has kicked the can down the road. And everyone's saying, Big Ben's not worth $40 million and or 41000000 million. They're right. But 24 or so of that is going to be the case no matter what. They just kicked it, kicked it, kicked it down the road. So now the question is, is Big Ben worth $18 million or whatever? That's a different debate. But what we know unequivocally is the salary cap does have consequences even though you can defer them like you can your bills with a credit card, but then it comes due. So if you have a quarterback that's on a rookie deal, you can spend a lot of money on other players. If you have a quarterback that's one of the most highly paid players in the NFL, like Russell Wilson, now you don't have money to spend on other players. And what do you have to do? That quarterback better excel in a way that overcomes that. And if you look at the Super Bowl winning teams in the modern era, let's say 2011 on, it's one of two things. A Hall of Famer, like someone so good, Tom Brady at the center of that, Peyton Manning. Uh, Now, Mahomes was both probably playing like a Hall of Famer, but on a rookie deal. But the other category is the rookie deal. And now you've got extra money. And you think about it, that's what the Rams did. When they got Goff all the way to the brink of a Super Bowl, it was because they were able to get Peters in the secondary. They were able to pay Sue, another lineman, on top of Donald. It's one of two ways. And the question is, how has Seattle done since Russell Wilson got highly paid? And let's just look at the playoff situation. So the first three years, and you could even say the first five years, Seattle's done exceptionally well. 2012 was Wilson's first year. All right, They played two playoff games his first year, which means they won one. right? Because you're always going to lose your last one unless you win the Super Bowl. Next year, they won the Super Bowl, three and three. Next year, they had three playoff games. They lost the last one. Right? That was when they lost on the short play instead of beast mode. Then they had one win. And one win. So in six, from 12 through 16, they won one or more playoff games every year. Pretty darn impressive. And oh, by the way, was the rookie, de- the five years of the rookie deal, you'd say, even if they did the resign a little early, because they restructure it in a way that, you, like Mahomes, usually that first year is still really cheap because they want one more great bite at the apple. But now, since Russell Wilson's been paid highly, in 2017, 18, 19, and 20, if you look at it, it's a situation where, and let's, let's take a gander at this. Oh, wow, this is, I mean, this is just sh- shocking. One, one playoff win since 17. So four seasons, Seattle's won one playoff game. So, I get the idea. Man, I wish the O line was better, Jonas. But if you have one playoff win in four years, but it's the same staff, it's the same organization that got you to two Super Bowls. And if you actually stack rank from Russell Wilson's first year and said, who's got the most wins in the NFL? I just care about who has the most wins. Number one is the Patriots, number two is Seattle. And number three is the Chiefs. We were debating this, right? Yeah. But the Chiefs are seven games behind. So literally, it's Patriots have 119 wins, Seattle 107, Chiefs are 100, and no one else is 100. So Seattle's not only second, but they're in another stratosphere from everyone else except the Patriots. And literally, the problem is supposedly the ineptness of the coach or the ineptness of the front office, that, oh, Seattle, you know, they just, they've, they've fallen so short that Russell Wilson has a right to be mad. Now, I know you can flip that and say, well, Seattle's won because of Russell Wilson. And you're right. But there's been two Russell Wilson eras, when he's been cheap and when he's been expensive. And in the expensive era, four years, Seattle has one playoff win – is it really now the organization's fault, or is it maybe the reality of the NFL that if you're not a Super Hall of Famer, it's hard to win with an expensive quarterback, and maybe you got to accept this is the level of a quarterback like Russell Wilson, which is really good, if, but maybe not great, maybe not one of the all-timers, and a guy like that makes the playoffs most years, and you know maybe we'll have a run every five years. Because it seems to me that's the reality in the NFL, and maybe no one's at fault. Maybe both parties have done a hell of a job, but somehow, some way in today's society, someone's got to be mad, it seems like.
0: Yeah, and and also the one playoff game, if I'm not mistaken, the one playoff game he's won since they started paying him the big money was against Philadelphia, and that was because I'm not saying because of, but that was also the game in which Carson Wentz was knocked out of the game by Jadevian Clowney. So even in that game, that was a that was Josh McCown that they beat in a playoff game. So I just. And and I think Seattle's got a a legitimate gripe to be upset about the way that this was handled. And that's why I just wonder, you know, how, you know, how ugly is this thing going to get? Because there's been some other reporting that's been out there that before the 2018 draft, John Snyder talked with uh, the, uh, the Browns, uh, general manager at the time, his name is slipping my mind, but they had the number one pick of the draft uh, uh, Dorsey. And he talked to him and said, look, I'm not saying this is something that's uh, that's available, but what would you think of a potential deal for the number one pick that involved Russell Wilson? And that's because that was before they were going to give him the contract. Uh, they, they gave him that big contract extension. So it feels like Seattle's at least sniffed around at the possibility of life without Russell Wilson, but I don't think they've ever been as close as they are now, just based on what's happened.
1: And I think if anything at that time, it's a sign of Seattle being aware. Russell Wilson, maybe the fourth or fifth best quarterback in the NFL, but maybe you can't win Super Bowls with the fourth or fifth best quarterback getting paid that much money. Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. What Dak did, and I said at the time to you, Jonas, him not taking the money before his fourth year was a big statement. And once he got through that, I don't know how he did or if he took loans or if he had insurance, but once he got through that... It was all gravy for him because last year he got paid 31 million, which is hard to complain. This year it's like 37 if he signs the tag, and then he's free cuz I mean the next year is like 51 or I mean they they can't sign him really for the third tag. And then he could go anywhere he wants. The reason that almost every quarterback signs and stays with the team that drafted him. And once again, let's go back. What quarterback has a team wanted That's ever left off his rookie deal. And I would make the case none, because the two quarterbacks that's been the best that left after the rookie deal would be Breeze, but at that time the Chargers didn't want him relative to they wanted um, Phillip Rivers, if I'm recalling correctly. And then, yeah, and then finally Cousins, who, yeah, they kind of wanted him, but they kind of didn't with Washington. They wanted him cheap. Dak is clearly better than what Breeze was considered at the time, and clearly better than what Cousins. Dak would be the best quarterback to leave the team he signed with without a set or he was drafted by without a second deal. Now you can say Peyton Manning left, but it was like four deals down the road. That was a unique situation. Brady left, but it was seven deals down the road. This is breaking ground. What Dak is doing potentially would be the first time a top ten quarterback left the team and drafted him without signing a second deal. Do you agree with that?
0: Yeah, and it almost feels like they're in a position now to where nothing other than because it's taken so long to get this done, that franchising him this second time makes the most sense. Just feels oh, like f- it makes the most sense.
1: I don't even think I don't even think you mean compared to signing him or compared to letting him go? Letting him go is not an option, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think that this has taken so long that maybe Dallas is better served. All right, let's 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 give this another year on the franchise tag. And if it doesn't work again, then maybe we clean shop, we get a new head coach, we give Mike McCarthy the boot, and then we try and find a quarterback and a coach to pair up afterwards.
1: Now, the catch-22 there is that Jerry Jones yeah. is almost 80 years old, mm-hmm. and he has not won a Super Bowl since 1995, 25, 26 years. And Im- imagine he won three in his first like seven or eight years or seven years. And then to think, hey, by the way, you're going to turn 80 and not win another Super Bowl, but keep the Cowboys. He'd be like, no way. The guy wants a last one. There's no doubt. Now, does he deserve it? I don't know about deserve. I know he's a billionaire that wants something. And that means he's going to move heaven and earth to do it. And it makes you wonder, why didn't he sign Dak? Let's say that you're right, that, that that Dak was... or Not that you're right, but other speculation is, maybe Dak's asking for a little too much, overplaying his hand. You think Jerry Jones cares about that last $3 million? For him, it's like what 20 bucks is to a normal person or an average person. Now, what I will say is since there is finite money with the Cowboys cap, to some degree he's thinking every dollar I give Dak is a dollar I can't pay a lineman or, or whatever. But then why did he overpay seemingly everyone else on the team? Zeke overpaid defensive player. It's like every contract Dallas has signed in the last five years, the analysis has been huh, kind of on the pricey side. Would you agree with that? That's been the, the, the expert analysis that Dallas has been overpaying.
0: Yeah, and they haven't worked out well. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's deal hasn't been well. DeMarcus Lawrence, um, they gave him a big time contract. He hasn't played up to up to his up capabilities. To the, yeah. And and Amari Cooper got twenty million a year.
1: And and he and maybe they would have lost some of those guys. But what a Belichick does, what Steelers do, is they and what Seattle does, it seems, is say we're going to pay you. We'll pay you a little extra if you're especially good or especially good to the city. Big Ben's gotten some good deals, but in general, we're going to keep within financial reason because if we don't, there's too much of a consequence. We can't win if we don't. So why does Jerry Jones, if he's spending like a sailor on leave because it's his last go around in his mind, why get price conscious with the most important player? I don't think he did. I, I think when this is said and done, I've never said this. I think we're going to find out that Dak would have never signed for anything. Oh, I mean, I guess fifty mil. I think that, from what I understand, the agent got involved, and the whole tenor changed with the new agent, and that this agent wanted to explore the Kirk Cousins scenario, which is, well, wait, what what happens if we got a guy as good as Dak, a guy that is key in the community, a guy that has a a ton of endorsements? If we just say we're not, we'll, we'll negotiate with you, but we're probably not going to sign. And when this is said and done, we'll be free when he's like, what, 26 years old, whatever, you know, a very young free agent. And we would have been paid $70 million almost up to that point, And we got total freedom. And then we're going to break the bank because the whole world's good. To... I mean, think about it. People are talking about um, Watson and that it's four number ones. But you know what? You're paying four number ones to get a really good quarterback that's already on a $40 million contract. After a year from now, it's going to be a situation where Dak is... How much less of a quarterback is he than Watson? Let's say a couple slots, I think. Watson maybe four, three, and Dak's maybe seven or eight. But what would you rather have? Dak on a $40 million deal, and you give up nothing except the money... Or Watson on a $40 million deal, and you gave up four first-round picks, plus the money. That is going to be the choice for Dak, or if you get Dak next year.
0: I would take Dak, because I'm not giving well, for away sure, that many right? assets. Yeah, I'm not giving away that
1: much. Yeah. So, in a way, the genius of this is the system was screwed up. The system was... We think the players are going to so want that money their last year on the rookie deal that they're going to sign no matter what. And as long as the team offers something fair, they're going to just sign. And it's what happened with Mahomes. It's what happened with Watson. They just signed because, you know what? We can act like the deal doesn't exist, too, is another option. I take the money and then say, well, we want to go wherever we want to go. But forgetting that element of it for a second, this is actually brilliant that if dak only cares about his agent the money and where he plays and really what else should he care about i mean the fans in dallas yeah i agree but boy that's a weird balance you know your own life versus the fans is as long as he was getting the endorsements as long who knows how much insurance he bought right he might have had so much insurance bought no matter what happened he was fine that in the end of this process dak would dictate where he goes It would be a good team because the team wouldn't have to give up a ton or anything. And he could get a ton of money. And the funny thing about it, he could be in a more competitive... Like He could go to San Francisco. Like like a year from today, Dallas will not be able to franchise him a third time financially. It just is impossible. So Dak is going to say, hmm, maybe San Fran. Hmm, maybe Miami. How cool would that be? What player has ever been in that spot except Peyton Manning... But Peyton Manning had so many neck surgeries, no one knows how healthy it was going to be. Dak will be healthy in theory. In a way, Jonas, I think as we start seeing the end game, can't we make the case that Dak and his agent was the first one to see the flaw in the system?
0: Yeah, and I. My only thing is that's really risky when you haven't made a lot of money to just want to continue to play out on these one-year deals in order to get that big contract at the end and pick where you want to go. And I don't – I if, they, if nothing gets done this year, if Dak hasn't seen his own mortality based on the injury he suffered last season and they don't get a deal done this year, then that tells me there's definitely more than meets the eye with this story. Straight Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of
1: Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Okay, now, I'm confused. I'm a Steelers fan. So you're saying Big Ben's as good as ever. He's the second oldest quarterback in the NFL behind Brady. And the deal is a bad deal, except you made the deal. So the only way the deal could be a bad deal would be if Big Ben has fallen off more than you expected. Otherwise, you made this deal. So why would you need to renegotiate it? To me, I don't know if Ben's gonna do it, but Ben's talking about playing for a million dollars, which would actually only save Pittsburgh you know uh, the dip because remember the 21 million, I think it saves him like 18 or 17 million. If Ben gives back 17 just to play one more year, I actually would say he's shown too much loyalty to Pittsburgh. Now it's easy to say it. We'll see what happens. But boy, you can see why the owners don't get a lot of sympathy, because with that, you know, the Steelers are Saints, and that makes no sense. Wouldn't you agree, Johnny? If he's playing as well as ever, then you'd be happy with the deal you made.
0: And also, if he plays for a million dollars, I don't think it's going to make a lot of agents for quarterbacks around the NFL very happy.
1: And, but it will make the fans happy because <laughs> I, I still yeah. I still remember, and it will make me, i don't even know about that i, I don't wa- I want him to make a gesture to acknowledge the reality of his play on the field i don't want him not to make money he's made a ton, but still and, and I'll say this last thing is Heinz Ward, a former Steeler, could have played one more year. He said nah because I don't want to wear any uniform but the Steelers now, obviously he had enough money to make that decision and and smarty he, he was you know saved whatever he did. but there is something when a t- when a fan is willing to bleed for a team, if the players are, it makes us feel like a community and when they're not, it doesn't. And I don't think you can underestimate how much that means.
0: Out of Vegas!
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at
0: foxsportsradio.com.